Good afternoon and welcome to Post to Post here on The Wave, the sound of LIU. I am your host, Anthony Keveret, and joined alongside me, as always, is Ryan Kraut. And it has been a crazy end to the second round for the NHL playoffs, and the third round has already begun, and a lot of us are already upset. And we also have a bit, a fair bit of news. Uh, one first thing up, uh, we st- we came on the area last week, and we said that Lundqvist in a Swedish newspaper said he was not a hundred percent sure that he would end his career with the Rangers. Literally a day after that, he retracted those statements. He said it was the newspaper. There was an error. The, me- the media always blows everything out of proportion. Yeah. You can't believe what you always read. As did we, because, you know, we heard that and we jumped on it because, you know, that's that's one of the biggest, that's the biggest, probably the biggest name in New York hockey at the moment. So yeah. on, on all three teams, he's the biggest name. So it's kind of, when you heard that information, you wanted to make sure it was right. He retracted the statements. He said, right now, I'm not, th- I'm not going anywhere, which is good for Ranger fans and, uh, just wanted to clear that up as soon as we could. Second one, uh, Ryan Kessler. I don't know why I was about to say Ryan (laughs) Ryan Kessel. I'm like, that's not his name. But this broke a few hours ago from the Anaheim Ducks Twitter. Uh, He has undergone major surgery in his hip, and he will not play for the entirety of the 2019-2020 season, but his return to professional hockey is possible. For the Ducks, this kind of hurts, but then again... You know, Kessler's up there. He is. He's 34. By the time the season would start, he would, he'd be 35. He turns 35 at the end of August. And he, he is up there, and he's also a quite a big cap hit, just under $8 million. So, I mean, it's always good to hear that it's a, playing again is a possibility. But at this point, you're just want to focus on your own health and not your playing career because it's coming to an end anyway. He had, I'd say, maybe at least three or four years left. But now with these injuries, I think he's going to reevaluate that. You want to make sure that because out of all things, your health is the most important thing. You know, you have, I believe Kess was part of the 2007 Stanley Cup championship team. I believe he was. He was not. He wasn't? He was on the Canucks. Oh. I forget he was on the Canucks. Like, I always thought he was a duck for life, but because when you always when I think of Anaheim, I think of him and Getzlav. But all right, so he was on the Canucks. It sucks that he came to Anaheim and he's had a few good runs with the team. Um, but once again, your your health is the most important thing. And if you can't come into the 2019 season, fine, take the year off, rest, recuperate. The Ducks don't look like they're going to be doing much anyways next season because they haven't made... We'll see how that plays out down the road, especially on July 1st when they want to be buyers come to, de- come to f- um, free agency. You know, how much money you have to spend is a question coming up there. And Kessel is a big contract, so maybe down the road, if he does want to retire, you can, you know, ship off some of that cash somewhere else like um, um, Pavel Datsuk with the Coyotes where you just... They needed cap relief. Detroit needed cap relief right away. So they sold the rights to a team that could take it. Yeah, and I feel like that's something that Ducks should consider, especially in the last two seasons. He's played 104 games and has 22 points. And that's that's concerning, especially for someone who is, is signed to that contract has put up the numbers that he has in the past and as an alternate captain you want more than 22 points in over 100 games. Yeah, you should be producing especially if you have that A on your on your sweater. You know, you need to be a, a leader in the locker room not having him for the season. Yeah, he's on the decline, but that's just, father time waits for no man, especially in the world of sports. You can't just play you can't play for the rest of your life if, as much as you want to and you know, your body does start to get draining when you get up to those late 30s, early 40s. And I think it's the right choice for him to sit out the rest of the season. Yeah, you don't want to rush back either because then if you rush back, you risk further injury and further injury could lead to the end of your playing career and or worse. Yeah. So 
And it's, I think it's, sitting it's out the is the probably hip. the best thing. Yeah, and it's the hip too. You know, that's yeah. Like you want to be able to walk. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry about ice skating right now. You yeah. want to be able to walk. He did. He the thing is, he uh, the surgery was on May 9th. As the Ducks said, they said the surgery was on May 9th. It was a complete success. So we wish him all the best in his recovery. And don't you don't have to rush back. There's there's you can take your time. And spend the, time the with Ducks your aren't going anywhere anyway. So. so don't worry. And finally, we're gonna look a little bit to the future here, as me and Ryan can finally laugh at the Columbus Blue Jackets as they were eliminated last week. Woo! So. <laughs> The first thing up, and this has been the question all week, there's been rumors ever since they got eliminated, was where is everybody going to go? First one up that I was actually surprised about when I was looking from Sportsnet this morning, they said Matt Duchesne enjoys his time in Columbus, and he's probably one of the more likely guys to stay, but it's going to be a massive contract. I, I can see that. He did, I, I mean, obviously you're going to like playing in Columbus as opposed to playing in Ottawa. That is just lucky they're or happy they're a team. Are they? Are they a team? I mean, they exist. Yeah, not not. They'll probably be moved out of Ottawa in five years. But I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But for the time being, they are a team, and the Blue Jackets have a future. Maybe at least with this t- current team, as they do, they may not in say six weeks, especially since they traded away their future with. All the draft picks. Yeah, Columbus. I think I think Columbus has two draft picks in this entire upcoming draft. It's not a lot. I can I can tell you that much. They got rid of a bunch of them. And Duchesne, you want to stay, stay. You'll be a cornerstone on this team, especially with all the other. But the thing is, don't expect to do what you did this year. Don't expect to make the playoffs. I think Columbus is about to go into a very dark, dark time in their history. They have a third-round pick. Picking a seventh too, and the Flames' seventh round pick, and that is it. Yeah, they have two. That's that's. How do you do that? Uh, I understand it was an all-in push, and what did it get you? Yeah, you made everybody. You made you ruined everyone's brackets in the first round by sweeping Tampa, which we're still not sure that actually happened. And then what? You get you got knocked out by Boston by in six. Yeah, it was a good series. It was a good series. And then to make things worse, they have so they have two picks this year, and at the moment they have five picks next year. If Duchesne does resign with the Blue Jackets, then the Senators have the first, second, and third round picks for the Blue Jackets next year, and they don't pick till the fourth round. Ottawa just got really good, and wow, that's so. It was funny because I was looking into Ottawa this morning and they said, oh, we have a five-year plan. I'm like, how are you going to get good players in five years and be a playoff team? And then I said, wait, now it makes sense. They have all of Columbus's assets. Yeah. That's actually, wow. So Ottawa's doing something good. Ottawa may not be as stupid as people think, but at the same time, they are as stupid as people think. They are as stupid as people think. And, you know, you look down the list of free agents, the next one, which we got news for earlier is Sergei Bobrovsky. Sergei Bobrovsky! Has final, he sold his condo in Columbus, so he gone. Oh, he's <laughs> abs- I knew he was gone regardless. Even if they won the cup, I still think he was going to be gone. And, I mean, he's going to get a lot for that condo, obviously. Oh, he just, sold just it. Just under was, three mil. He says, they, I think it was sold for $2.5 million. It was, I, I heard more than that, but I heard like two nine five. But still, a lot of money. And... I mean, he absolutely earned the right to test free agency and go wherever the hell he wants to. Oh, yeah. No, there's no, there's absolutely no reason why he shouldn't test free agency. He stood on his head in the playoffs going one for one with Tuka Rask. Like, you know, that's unreal. And you look at it now and you're like, well, maybe he, uh, the whole thing for me is I looked at the free agency. I said if they make the third round, some of them may stay. Bobrovsky may stay, but... Bobrovsky's gone. He's gone. The, the second he said, oh, I'm selling my condo he gone i mean right now i don't know where he's, he's gonna live until then but well the first uh one of the teams that propped that has already come forward saying we're gonna try hard for him is florida which i'm like why i mean if luongo does retire that is why well i don't see him retiring yet i feel like luongo's got at least two years left 
I, I honestly don't know where Bobrovsky's going to go. I feel like he's going to end up out west somewhere. And, I mean, I'd be okay with that. Like, well, yeah, if he's out of our division, I, don't know, I think we can yeah. be just happy about it because you don't have to worry about him. And then, then so, King Kincaid is the number so one goalie. Kin- <laughs> so it'll be Kincaid in, in uh, Corpus Allo. Yeah. That's actually not a bad It's not horrible. Backup. That's probably why they went out and got Kincaid, which is like, all right, I could see that. I can see why they did that. So, yeah, Bobrovsky's gone. Uh, oh, he's definitely gone. I Now, the next one, the bread man. And he said, "Why is he called the bread man?" To I'm be honest, worried. I have no idea. I just my, just my friend thought it was because his last name is Panera, Panarin, and it sounds like Panera, like Panera bread. That makes that would make sense. I, I don't like that think that's what it is, but I mean, I can't think of anything else. It's probably a name he picked up. I feel like it's like Mister Game Seven. Like he doesn't personally care what it is. He just he may not like it. Um, he said time and time again. On Twitter, in interviews, you know he wants the he wants the big city, big market life, and he'll he'll go anywhere he wants. And he said specifically he wants to come to New York. So now the question is, how much? How, who's gonna who's gonna pay him? Because he's gonna want some money. Uh, there's always I feel like every other day you look at a, a different team wants him. They're like, oh, you want big city life? Go to Chicago, play with Kane. Or you want to? Then he says, "Well, I want to play in New York." Well, go. You could either. You have two choices. One of them is better than the other, but you you can decide on which one that is. I think he'd be a great fit in for the Rangers at least, because he'll be he'd be a perfect second line centerman. Panarin's a, a winger, though. Sorry, I'm thinking of I'm thinking down the road to the draft, <laughs> and I'm thinking of who we're gonna get there, but. He'll be a perfect first or second line winger, especially if he's I don't, with I don't see him. I don't see him on the second line. Why not? Put him with Nemestikov and who? Uh, I hear they. Oh, they, yeah, they, they might. They might be trading. Eh, they just signed him to a deal. They signed him last uh, year. If like it's a, if it's a team deal. friendly deal, then I'm sure someone will bite on it. Well, I I feel like that's gonna happen when. You get down the road. That's going to happen on draft day. I feel like a lot of those transactions are going to set in place on draft day. I mean, I don't personally want Panarin to go to the Rangers. You want him on the island. That's why. No, I want him out of this division. Yeah, no, I could see that. But, hey, I... Just, like, go back to Chicago or something. I don't really care. Just get out of the division. LA will pay him a ton of money. Look, give him... uh... Kovalchuk money. Yeah, and I think Kovalchuk's gone too. Wouldn't I don't be, think he's gone. Wouldn't I be think. surprised if um, the Kings trade my buddy Alec Martinez. Where is he gonna go? If you said the island, I'm gonna. He's not. Good. I would absolutely love that, and I would buy a a Alec Martinez jersey the second that trade is announced. Then he gets. Uh, well, flipped. actually, I'd have <laughs> then to. He gets I would have to wait for his number because if Lee stays. Obviously, Martinez is not going to be number twenty-seven. Well, the only player that the only player the Islanders have said that they want to make sure they keep is um, Lee and Leonard. Lee and Leonard, which makes sense. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. You want to keep your captain. You can't lose back two seasons, or you lose your captains back. Yeah, because That's insane. especially since two captains back to back said, "I want to stay here. I'm not going through that again." So, Anders Lee, <laughs> I know you're not listening. Back. I love you, buddy, but please don't put the entire fan base through that again. It's not going to be – if it happens, it will be, it's not though. as bad. It it's, will be, it, though. How? Because he said on camera, I want to stay here. I feel like it won't hurt as much. I feel like it'll hurt a that's lot what less. I, that's what everyone's been saying, but I'm like, no, Islander fans are petty. Yeah, I know. It will absolutely be exactly the same thing. So one more free agent, free agent from Columbus is Dezingle, and he, wants, he said he wants to go to a contender. So he gone. That there's no Probably, there's yeah yeah he's he's gonna go. Columbus, be ready for dark dark times. Can you see Bobrovsky on the Flames? Yes, absolutely. W- watch out for that. If that happens, I will be an ecstatic person because the Flames need steady goaltending. Like yeah, Smith is great, but when he's healthy, yeah. So that's uh, he's always hit or miss. That that always makes sense. Uh, last free agency news is that Zuccarello, after Dallas being eliminated in Game 7, uh, he says he wants to stay in Dallas. Now, for us here in New York, that if he re-signs with Dallas, the Rangers get a 2020 first-round pick. If he does not, 
New York gets a third round pick. So it's not really a loser, which means we can get another if first round pick. If he leaves, why do you get another pick? No, we get the third. The oh, third the, be- con- the third becomes the a conditional first. third. Okay. Yeah, the yes. third becomes a first okay. if he signs. That makes sense. And a lot of people are saying that it's down to two teams, it's Dallas and New York. A lot of people want him to come back. It would be for from a fan perspective, that'd be awesome. But from a future draft future draft pick selection, I think um, we we'd be fine without him. So when we come back, we're going to quickly talk about the IHF World Championships and who may go first in the draft. And then when we come back, we're going to also talk about the conference finals. You're listening to Post Post here on the Wave, the Sound of LIU. The new sound of Long Island University has arrived with a splash. The Wave brings you the hottest new music, exclusive coverage of LIU sports, and updates on everything happening at Long Island University. It's the station for the students, by the students. Tune in and catch the Wave. Visit liuwave.org or download the WCWP app for iOS and Android. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be part of a crime scene investigation? Join the Forensic Science Club, open to all majors. Experience what detectives do at the scene of a crime with new interactive forensics labs every week. General meetings are Wednesdays during Common Hour in the Life Science Building, Room 140. And check us out at facebook.com slash liuforensics and on Instagram at liupostforensicsclub. Welcome back to Post to Post here on The Wave, the sound of LIU. I am your host, Anthony Cabaretta, and joined alongside me, as always, is Ryan Kraut. And we're going to quickly talk about the IAHF World Championships. Uh, It's usually where everyone else goes after they've been eliminated from the playoffs. And this morning, I I watched the USA-Finland game, which was an overtime was just, it was an overtime game. You got I got uh, I really wanted to watch the game for one reason and one reason only, and that was for Hughes and Capocaco. I'm, I'm probably saying that name wrong all the time. It's, I think it's Capo Kaiko. Capo Kaiko. I think that's what it is. I think the even even when even the playboy guy says it like he sa- he changes it every time he says it because it's such an, a unique name. And watching this series, uh, watching today's game at least, he got a lot more time than Hughes did. And I think that's just because Finland... Finland doesn't have the star power... Star power the USA ...that does. USA has. Yeah. Like, when you can put Patrick Kane on the ice... Every you're gonna, shift? You're going to put Patrick Kane on the ice. Like, yeah. The game-winning... Uh, or USA, Jack Eichel or Goudreau. Yeah. You're not going to get ice time. You know, when you have a lot... When you have probably the second deepest, pros, second deepest pool of stars to choose from internationally, you're going to pick the best. Oh, obviously. But a lot of emphasis was put on those two guys. And first of all, watching international hockey on TV is completely different than watching the NHL just because the ice is much bigger. And and over time, I was surprised to learn that they do three-on-three. And three-on-three on on European ice, that's terrifying. Yeah, because it's so massive. Even five-on-five, you got a lot of room. And there was... The clock went by a lot faster while I was like watching the game because the clock there goes up, right? Like no, or, or it down. Goes, it goes. It's the same. It's the same rules as 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 um the NHL. I think except there's no fighting, and it's no touch icing, right? Yeah, and there's no touch icing, which yeah, little rule changes, but it just it was it looked really nice. Uh, the overtime was great, um, but they kept going on to the points of like that. Kaiko and Hughes both had the same amount of ice time, and Kaiko has had. Probably the best tournament out of any player. He's made defenses look like pylons on the ice in s- several of his past games. He's gone an opportunity after opportunity. And the question is, do they switch draft positions? Because now the Devils have a choice. And the, this is the same exact... To me, this is exactly what the Devils went through last time they had the first overall pick. Was who goes first? Because I feel like with the... With the tournament just starting up, you know we're getting pa- we're almost done with the preliminaries now, and you're going to start getting to the actual tournament. It, it, the question is, who's going to look better at the end of the day? Is Keiko going to move up and be drafted first? Does Hughes go second? And you know the Devils have a really good opportunity here, but I'm just it's kind of confusing now because 
You know, all the analysts say, you look everywhere, they always say Hughes is going to go first. Hughes is going to go first. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think it all comes down to what the Devils need more. If they need centers more than they need wingers, they're going to take Hughes. If they need wingers more than centers, they're going to take um, Keiko. And this fun thing, the funny thing is, is, you know, the second pick overall, the Rangers, do they do they really care what they get at that point? Because you know you're going to get whatever New Jersey doesn't want. Yeah, and either way, it's a steal. Yeah, you're coming out better than you were before the draft started. Absolutely. So the question is, is just I think that I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, what exactly happens? I think it really depends on how much ice time uh, Hughes gets because you need to sh- he needs to start producing more, and it sucks because you went from I think he played in the um, he played in the uh, juniors U- I think yeah the juniors and he shattered record he broke the um, the record for most goals in a single tournament he broke Ovechkin's record yeah exactly so you, we know this kid can produce but now you look at the World Championships and he doesn't really have time to shine. Just because the USA has so many deep talents, you know, I looked at the I, I when I was watching the, the game today, it looked like it, said, it looked like every few minutes or every shift, Patrick Kane was on the ice, which I don't blame him. It's Patrick oh, Kane. He's one of the best players in the world. But I feel like if he, he was who should really try to get more ice time, I know it's not his choice. I know you know that comes down to the coaching staff and what they want from their team. You know, what can get them the furthest to the championship and beat whoever it is. I just think that if, I think down the road, you re- he needs to start producing or he may fall to the second second or third pick. Which still isn't anything to... It's not anything to be upset about. Yeah, like obviously you want to go number one overall. He's pretty much cemented top two. Yeah. So he's coming to this area, the metro, metro area. area. The, the tri-state area here. He's guaranteed to be in New Jersey or New York, hands down. But now the question, there's just a, I got you got to think, does, does this bother him a bit? Because, you know, the whole year you were touted as that guy. You're the net, like you're, you're in the same stature as Crosby, Ovechkin, McDavid. You know, you're, you want to be the number one pick. You want to be that guy. You don't want to be number two. Yeah. And... I'm sure that teams are taking that into account when they're when they're scouting during this tournament that the USA does have all this, the star power and Hughes isn't going to get as much playing time as as uh, Capo Kaiko is because uh, because of the names. There is he is the only non NHLer that is. Current, or well, besides Adam Fox, but he's been drafted. He's the only player that has not been drafted yet that's on this team. And the thing that's freaking me out is he was born in 2001. Oh yeah, no, I, I, dude, I was watching the draft last year, and I'm like, oh, well, our draft class is gone, so we're old now. We missed our chance. So I still look at people like, oh, you're born in 1986. You're like, oh, 27, 28. I'm like. No, no more. <laughs> We're old. You're like thirty three now. I love no. I love when you look at the draft classes and you're just like, oh, this kid's probably born after me. He's probably yeah. he's before me. He's, no, he's no one that's gonna no one that's drafted anymore is gonna be our age. That's so sad. Pretty much. That's so depressing. I mean, Adam Fox is. Yeah, but he was drafted he's, last year. He was drafted a year or two ago. I think he, he was, was born in ninety eight. So he's a little older than I am. But, he grew up over here. He grew up in Jericho. Yeah, he didn't grow up that far away from here. And sure, he's gonna like playing for. I don't. I mean, I don't know what team he rooted for growing up, but I'm sure he's gonna like the fact that he's on his hometown team. Yeah, he's on. You know, that's that's always a dream of most players is to play on their hometown team. <coughs> John Tavares. And I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I un- I of all people understand. I know that. you out of you. Out, you're like the most down to earth Islander fan that you could think of because you don't hate John Tavares for going home but yeah no it should be interesting to see when the draft comes up who's gonna go first overall i know i'll be watching i know you'll be watching it should be an interesting wait the draft i think is what june 16th right june 15th or 16th i believe 
One of the two, because I know, I know the finals have to be over. June twenty first and twenty second. Oh, I was all right. I was that was a week off in Vancouver. Yeah, you know you can actually win tickets to that. Yeah, you can buy tickets to it. I looked. I couldn't find anything. You can buy tickets to the NHL awards too. Uh, I don't know why you want to go to the awards. If it's not the expansion draft, I wouldn't care. I'll watch I, it on TV. I just want to know. Where did this Great Britain hockey team come from? Yeah, that I found interesting because, like, they played Canada. They got whooped by Canada. I mean, I would hope they got whooped by Canada. If you didn't get whooped by Canada, I'm kind of surprised because Canada is, like, the gatekeeper of the IIHF tournament. It's like, hey, you want to actually do something? Yeah. You want to actually do something? You have to play Canada. You have to play them well. Italy has a team, which, like, I knew about, but, like, they're probably not that great. Well, I think the the person France who almost loses, beat Denmark, which is kind of sad. I think the person who loses, most of the time, the person who who's like last place in the tournament usually gets switched out. Like I know for the World Juniors, Kazakhstan's getting switched out with Germany because they didn't well, win a single game last time. That and Germ- I think people underestimate Germany hockey. weren't They were in the gold medal game in the Olympics, right? Yeah. Well, that's also because the US, there was no NHLers, so but, that it hurt. But still. Yeah, you know, today was, uh, you look at today's, oh, this is, no, this is, why is this the 13th? This is the 10th. I'm like, no, like Obviously, right. if there were NHLers, Germany would barely even qualify. Yeah, like, look, North. They would have Tom Kunako, that's pretty much it. That's and about it. Thomas Grice. Yeah, look at the, today's matchups were USA beat Finland in overtime, great game. Uh, Russia beat uh, Czech Republic, 3 to nothing. Makes sense. Uh, Canada beat Slovakia, 6 to 5. That's actually interesting. That's that's a pretty good game. And uh, Sweden beat Norway nine to one. Not hard. That's not hard. It's Sweden. They have, they're like the top. That's the top uh, top four best countries in the world for hockey. It goes Canada, the U.S., Russia, Sweden. You know, you're gonna you're gonna get the best players from there, the hands down. But I know that the you know, it's always fun to watch the world championships. I always get I always look forward to watching the world juniors more than I would watch the world championships cuz you're in the middle of the stand like a playoffs. It's yeah, kind of hard. Yeah, and all the players that are playing, you know what they can do. Yeah, like is it nice to see super teams like Canada versus the US that's not Olympic hockey? Yeah, it's it's national pride. It's nice. It's nice to watch especially since that the US since since uh, the NHL says you can't go to the Olympics no more. This is this is nice to watch you know, national team hockey. It's great. And it gives you a reason to root for countries that you don't really know. Like, I root for Sweden because you got uh, Lundqvist on it. You know, I don't always always, – I root for – I'm not upset if Canada wins. I'd like to see the U.S. win. But Great Britain is actually kind of – they're intriguing me because you don't really hear anything about Great Britain unless unless it's football, and that's their version of football, not ours. So soccer. So soccer. Yes, so soccer. Trying to sound intellectual. If you would like, <laughs> on May 20th, we can go to the Great Britain-France game for 10 euros. How much is that? <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> How much is 10, 10 euros? We're going to fly all the way to Slovakia to watch one matchup and then leave. $11. That's not wait, but you got to pay for airfare and stuff. That's, let's, let's backtrack. That's not going to happen. Six hundred and eleven dollars. Six hundred and eleven dollars. Two plane tickets. Awesome. Is, is there games going into June? No. Oh no, it's not. The oh. finals is in twenty sixth. Yeah. That's sad. Like that. I was I was hoping I could probably. The bronze medal game by. are is one hundred and forty five euros, and the gold medal game is three hundred euros, but that is sold out. So we we're we're out of luck for that one. I'm not. Why am I going anyways? I'm going. I mean, later that week I'll be out of here. So it's not. It's not a huge deal. And besides, we have the Stanley Cup final to watch. Well, for you to watch. Yeah. So that that should be fun. So, you know, we're, that's, I think that's enough of our little international enjoyment of all of the players who are not currently playing in the Final Four. And speaking of those Final Four, we're going to look at those Final Four. When we come back from break, we're going to look at the Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals here on Post to Post on the Wave, the Sound of LIU. For over 50 years, the Pioneer has kept LIU Post informed on all things happening on campus and beyond. Pick up a copy today for free, in print or online, and get connected with the Post community. 
Stay up to date on the latest in news and opinion. Plus, get exclusive coverage of LIU Post Pioneer Sports. The Pioneer is for post, by post, and there's always an opportunity to get involved. To find out how you can contact, join, or advertise in the Pioneer, visit liupostpioneer.com. Get your copy of this week's Pioneer in Hillwood Commons, or visit liupostpioneer.com to download the latest edition, The Pioneer, informing LIU Post for over 50 years. Promote your LIU club or event on air. Visit liuwave.org and click Contact. Welcome back to Post to Post here on The Wave, the sound of LIU. And for the first time ever on this show, I am not happy to hear Brass Bonanza. The world is coming to an end. It is raining cats and dogs. The world is on fire. It's upsetting because I'm not happy at the moment with the Eastern Conference Final because the Hurricanes had to eat a poop sandwich yesterday. That's their words, not mine. That is their captain's words. Yeah, no, I don't know why you'd say that. Eat a poop sandwich. It doesn't taste good, but we have to eat it. Um, I think it's the family-friendly product coming through for the choice words. Uh, the Bruins beat the Jackets in a game six. We knew that, and now the Bruins are up two to nothing against the Carolina Hurricanes. And before we get into the, the, those two games, and we're gonna look at exactly what happened in those two, does the NHL have a ref problem? Because there's been a lot. There have been of a problems lot. There in have been. Playoffs. There have even been two refs that were told, all right, you're done. Like, you can't do this anymore. The two refs that called the uh, five-minute major on Cody Eakin when Joe Pavelski cracked his head open, it probably should have should have been four. Oh, absolutely. should have been four. four like, a five-minute, I get. Five-minute and a game? Five-minute and a game is a lot. There's no reason for that. I think if you really want to just take a minute and look at it, the thing is... I understand when that happened the next day when I watched it again and I, I kind of said, yeah, I can see the ref's decision at the time. Should it have been five minutes? No. But in the heat of the moment, fine. You swallow it. And the NHL made sure that, that those refs didn't play again. But then you look at the other series and there's been similar occurrences of mistakes being made not the right call uh, as recently as yesterday with Marshan nearly taking one of the Hurricanes' heads off yeah, and then he, Williams got the penalty for interfering would take uh, grabbing yeah, his, because his Marshan helmet. went after Justin Williams and basically like almost put him in a chokehold and Williams went after him and Williams got the penalty so yeah something's wrong and I've said this time and time again and Marshan did uh, I wasn't Marshan I think it was um, McAvoy McAvoy yes, or Pasternak? Mac- McAvoy, McAvoy did... With a Game 1 suspension. With Game 1 suspension. Now, here's the thing with that. And I said this immediately after the game. Why are you suspending him for one game? There's At this point, there's no reason to. Because the team that, that deserved that five-minute major and for him to get thrown out of the game is eliminated. Yeah. So, and he also... It was... My, my whole thing is, if you're not going to call it as a potential suspendable play then he shouldn't be able to be suspended because it it didn't help carolina i mean well it did but you know but we didn't the the blue jackets didn't want to help carolina they wanted to help themselves they wanted a game seven And, and it was a it was called two minutes if it's called two minutes there's really no point in going back and saying hey you shouldn't have done this you're suspended because, like, yeah, I get it. If he was like injured and had to be stretchered off, that that's one thing. He stood up, skated away, and acted like nothing happened. And after the game, they both shook hands and congratulated each other on a good series, and that was that. There was no need to suspend McAvoy. Yeah, but I think going forward. Because there was other plays on the West Coast, not one I could specifically think of besides the Pavelski hit, but I knew that there was a few in the Dallas series, especially in Game 6 and 7. And then there was one, I think, in, in Game 6 of the Blues series. Both of those, like, I get it. You can't call everything. 
But I'm thinking down the, especially in this offseason, the NHL needs to, because t- you don't want this to get out of the hand. You don't want this to become the NFL. Because the NFL is known for their, you know, ref ref ball, as it is so called. It was pass interference. Yeah. A hundred percent. If you guys don't know what you're talking, what we're talking about, because this is a hockey show and you're not expecting to hear football, um, just look up the Saints NFC as NFC Ram Rams Saints NFC Championship game. Yeah, from this past year, there's a play in there that should have been called. It was not, and the NHL doesn't want that to become yeah. their norm, especially with the game being more dangerous than football. Yeah, you can argue with that for me, but there's guys swinging around. Uh, Basically, they're swinging sticks around with the, with knives on their feet. I think it's a little bit more dangerous than football. Yeah. So I think it's more dangerous, and you want to make sure that these guys stay safe. Yeah. The in first example, look at Pavelski. The dude got his head opened in the middle of a game. I get it, but they need to make sure. I I think down the road, especially this offseason, introduce the idea of having the refs call Toronto. Because Toronto will have different views. They'll have different camera angles. They'll be able to make sure that the call on the ice is correct. Now, how that'll work, that'll probably slow the game down. Yeah, but for player safety, I think it's worth it. Make make penalties reviewable. Don't let them challenge it, but you can have the refs say, give me like a minute. I need to make sure I'm making the right decision. Or what you could do is something along those lines... Where I know, at least in the MLB, there's challenges and then there's reviews. Like, you can ask to have the play reviewed, but have it, like, not count as your challenge. Just say, hey, can, can you just, like, take a look at that? Look look it over. Yeah, just, just look it over. Just make sure. Yeah, we're not saying do a coach's challenge for, you know, a high-sticking call. We're just saying give them – review the play. Give them a little bit – give the refs more time to make a decision that – won't be looked, won't be because the refs do get a lot of flack in all sports, they not do. just hockey. And you know their job is hard. You're you're basically you're the gatekeeper for the game. You got to give them more time to make a decision. Yeah. And I I also get the whole like the whole thing. You're you're not going to be able a you can't call everything, and b the refs don't see everything. If if someone gets cross checked behind the refs and the refs don't see it I don't really think like obviously you're not going to call it because you can't see it all you saw is you turned around and someone's on the ground yeah that's not what we're saying we're like s- pe- they call that anyway sometimes they'll call it but what what I'm saying is the calls that they see make sure that you're making the right decision before you say two minutes if it's if you want to give them a minute let them review the play Let's see if it's worth four minutes. Let's see if it's a game misconduct. Like in the case of um, Vegas and San Jose, review. If you would have reviewed that play one more time, you would have seen that Eakin did not force Pavelski down, and it probably would have been Eakin. It probably would have been Stone because Stone was the one who kind of nudged him down. And you, yes, yeah, Stone probably would have gotten four minutes, but. Four minutes and five minutes and a game misconduct. Yeah. So you may have not had four minutes four goals and a continuous scored. five minutes. Yeah. You wouldn't have gotten Vegas would have won. Vegas would have won that game and we this would be a different It would be a completely different playoffs. Yeah, it'd be completely different playoffs. But I think in the NHL needs to take a minute over the offseason, sit with the board of directors and the owners and make sure this is sorted out. Because the bottom line is this can't get out of hand. Because when it does, the sport will suffer. And you'll probably get something along the lines. Uh, it'll probably be another factor going into the, to a p- potential lockout in 2021. Yeah, we want to make sure our players are safe, but we also want the game to have the correct calls in it. Exactly. You don't want somebody to suffer. And and once again, I'll go back to this example of Columbus. You don't. That could have been a very different series. Could have been a very... We could we we could be talking about um, the Hurricanes versus the Jackets instead of the Hurricanes versus the Bruins, if, for argument's sake, that call was called as a five minute and not a two minute. You know, maybe Columbus would have came back and won the game. Maybe they would have forced one in one in Boston in Game Seven. We don't know that, but we want to make sure that all of the options are there so that the game is played safe and that the right team has an opportunity to. Yeah. F- to play the game exactly. to the fullest. So 
enough of that serious talk and all that fun where we're talking about people getting their heads bashed open. This isn't lacrosse, after all. And Yikes. <laughs> I love lacrosse, too. That's why. Um, let's look at the last two games. Last two matchups, really. We're in the conference final. That was quick. It was quick. Like I, And we only have like one game every other day. I miss I miss staying up till three o'clock in the morning watching. Well, I mean a now, game. You, now you don't have to, and you can get more sleep. Yeah, so then you can. But we don't s- stay up for the Stanley Cup. I'm not gonna be. <laughs> I will not be here for the Stanley Cup. I will be. I have prior engagements I must fulfill. You can watch it on so, your phone. If I have service. Wi-Fi. You don't need service. Just Wi-Fi. Yeah, true. So. But I will not watch it if the Bruins are in the final. I have no desire to. If That's right. I wasn't going to watch the Eastern Conference Finals as if it was Hurricanes Blue Jackets. Well, you should have. It still would have been a good series. I'm just the. Is it just me or do the Hurricanes look flat? The Hurricanes look terrible. They they do. They look really really bad. Like yes, it is very hard playing in Boston, but they had no chance. Well, first game. First game. First good. game was one thing. They blew a true goal lead in the third period. All right, it happens. The game yesterday that got, was... re- got out of hand very quickly for the Hurricanes. And why Rod Brindamore did not make a goaltending change is beyond me. I think he wanted to see. And here's the thing. Uh, I the watched... second time Mrazek's given up six goals this, se- this yeah. postseason. Yeah, no, it, it's, not, it's not great. It's not great. Game one was five to two, and it wasn't. It, but there was no. It was not bad by any stretch. The game was good. The Hurricanes blew a three. Uh, I believe they. Yeah, they it blew was a two nothing in the third period. I no, it was think. two one. It was two, two one. So they blew a one goal lead. They didn't score at all in the third, and the Bruins scored four in the third. So and two in. What looked, if I quick met, 28 was, seconds? Yeah. The Hurricanes didn't play a bad game. I chalked that up to rest. I chalked that up to being, yeah, you, you swept the Islanders, so you had more time to breathe. Yeah, it was a game, it was a day or two, but, yeah, it's fine. Take it and move on. Now, I always say that when you lose game one, it's fine. You lose game one, bounce back on game two. Game two was bad. Game two was really bad, and especially now they're down... 2-0. Going to Carolina, which well, going may... to Carolina, which gives them a little bit of an advantage. They haven't lost in Carolina in the postseason so far. But no they haven't also been down, right? Two no, nothing? they were down to nothing. Oh, in to the, the first Capitals. round of the Capitals, and they came back and won it in seven. So it's not It's not out of the question. It's not out of the question. Did, they have done it already this postseason. But they're just they're not playing very well and and they've the already the team that we saw in the second round it, the it looks like looks like an entirely different team than the team we're seeing in the third round they're having their their defense is shaky their goaltending is inconsistent they're not scoring well a lot of the goal ten, a lot of the the goals and especially in the, the, the when the first period opened up carolina was matching the bruins Blow for blow. They played a very physical game, but here's the thing. You can't, you're you playing against the Bruins. In Boston. In Boston. You cannot play a physical game one-on-one for them. You They will take that victory every time. you got to find a different way to weaken the Bruins, and you got to find a different way to figure out Tuka Rask, because Tuka Rask has Tuka looked amazing. Tuka Rask is on fire, and that that's part of the reason the Bruins are having the success that, they, that they've been having. I think it's something like he's allowed four goals in his last three games because he shut out Columbus to end that series, and he's allowed two goals in each of the first two games in this series. He's He has been carrying the the Bruins so far, and a lot of uh, beat writers up in Boston is saying that he's playing some of the best hockey they've ever seen him play. And that's the whole thing with playoff hockey is you need a hot goaltender. Now, Carolina has come out and said they came out this morning and they said they're not sure who's playing Game 3. I like Morazic. Morazic looked great in the series against Washington before he went down in the Islanders series. I don't think you play him in Game 3. No. I, I think you give it to McElhinney. He's the He's the part of the reason that 
the Hurricanes are where they are. If McElhaney had struggled once Mrazek went down, they might not even be here right now. So you got to stick with what worked. So far, Mrazek is not working. So that's not the answer. And you have a backup for a reason. Exactly. The fact that he didn't play, I think, says that he's going to start. He didn't play yesterday as much. They should have pulled if it was They should have started McElhaney in the third period. They should have. I think the reason they didn't is because they knew the game was unsalvageable. They said there's no way we're bouncing back. Yeah, they scored two goals in the third, but one of those was given to you by Tuka Rask. Yes, one of them, he literally just left. He gave him the puck, and then he scored. Fine. So I think, but the the thing that I think can happen, Carolina could take two at home. You just got to win one. You just have to win one in Boston, and that's hard. It is very hard. Boston is... Boston's, I, I say Boston's top three hardest arena to play in in the And you've been league. to that arena. I have been there. And I, I've been there three times, and I've seen the Bruins lose once. And th- it was, they got, they got shut out for nothing, which doesn't happen very often. But when the crowd gets in it in Boston, which they love hockey up there, it's absolutely huge. It's, even college hockey... They have a whole college hockey tournament. It's the like whole, Canada. <laughs> the whole bean pot thing that they have going on up there. It's absolutely huge. So every it's, every game's pretty much a sellout. So if you're coming in as, as the road team, it's hard to play there. Absolutely. Carolina needs to take the next two. No question about it. You go down 3 nothing. You go down 3-1 or, God forbid, you go down 3 nothing. I'm sorry, but there's little to no chance you're coming back from that. I think Especially if, that you if probably... they go down 3 nothing, not that the Bruins are going to let up a little bit, but... They're not going to lose in Carolina. They're not going to be eliminated in Carolina. They're not going to be eliminated, So they, but you always want to win in front of... Clinch a series in front of... Home crowd. In front it of your home better. crowd. Especially when that win puts you in the Stanley Cup Finals. I, I was a little upset yesterday when I think it was after the fifth goal, Boston immediately chanted, "We want the cup," and that to me, that's a hundred percent disrespectful as a fan because I've in, seen. In what way? It's game two. You're not. It's not. You're not. You're not there yet. That momentum in this league can change on a dime, and you got to give credit when credit's due. You made it here. Yes, you made it here. You did well. But the game wasn't o- the game was nearly over, and there's just, uh, yeah I get it it's fan bases being fan bases I understand that but that's a chant you save for games four and five you don't do that in game two I mean I didn't I personally don't see that as disrespectful I think it's rude maybe not disrespectful but rude I'm there I mean I think they were they were just being passionate like every every Fan bases has has been doing that now, especially when you're up by that much. I say, all right, go for it. Like you deserved it. I was at the game the island when the Islanders clinched the playoff spot, and they were chanting that. I mean, playoffs that, didn't even start yet. They didn't maybe even know who just they were playing. Me upset at Boston for being good at sports. You just don't <laughs> want them to win another championship. The drought's but, not long enough. It's been how many months since they won a championship? They won in since, February. Oh yeah, February. they won in February. They won the, the Super Bowl. So it's been. At least two months. At least Boston. The, at least the Celtics are out, so they can't win all four championships in one calendar year. Yeah, that feels. But that makes me feel a little bit better <laughs> that the Boston won't be the most dominant city in the, in the whole. But then the again, three or four in a calendar year. That's that's. I don't know if that's ever happened before. Yeah, Car- Carolina, hands down, you can't lose at home. You can't even one. Because then you have to play for your lives in Boston. Which is not fun. I'm at this point, but one loss, either way, you have to play for your lives. Yeah, there's, well, no, you should, you play for your lives tomorrow night. Yes. Because at this point, you have to play every game like it's game seven. A hundred percent. And we're going to go over to the other side now. I think that's enough of Bruins and Hurricanes. We all know what the Hurricanes need to do if they want to stay in this and, that's just you gotta win and you gotta look better. You can't. You need all of your 
players to step forward, especially your goaltending, and you need to fix it. So when we come back, we're going to look at the final series, the Western Conference Final, as the Sharks take on the St. Louis Blues. You'll listen to Post Post here on The Wave, the sound of LIU. Having trouble writing a paper? The LAU Post Writing Center is here to help. Located in Humanities 202, the Writing Center has peer tutors who are ready to help you with your writing skills. Brainstorming, outlines, thesis statements, ESL concerns, and more. We also have a lending library full of free books for anyone to take home. Stop by Humanities 202 to work one-on-one with a tutor or call us at 516-299-2732. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our blog. Welcome back to Post Post here on the Wave, the sound of LIU in our final segment. We're gonna take, we're gonna hop over to the West Coast and look at the Western Conference Final. As both of these teams came off of great Game Seven wins, uh, San Jose winning in a decisive win against Dallas at home, and it was wasn't was it, it overtime? For both? No, not neither. Not not both series went overtime. Well, San Jose won in regulation. San Jose beat. They beat. Oh no! Wait, they beat San Jose beat Colorado. I get mixed up. I'm with like, the what Western are you talking series. about? I'm like, wait a second. It no. was Stars Blues. Yes, Stars Blues and, and Avs Sharks. Yes, so Avs Sharks. They all kind of blend together for me because it was. They both went to seven. Both of my my favorites went out in Game Sevens, and I was upset. Um, so the Sharks win. They beat. They knock out the Avalanche. At home again, Joe Pavelski scores the opening game. The game starts the game, opens it up, and I think that's the most triumphant return in all of, in this this year in the NHL period. Coming back from the last time you saw Joe Pavelski, he was on the ice, bleeding from the head, and he comes back and scores the uh, opening goal in Game Seven. Yeah, I mean, he did what he had to do. He is the captain for a reason. And that that's the reason. He's Captain Clutch pretty much. Yeah, they won they won three to two. And it was just a good series. Um I would have liked to see Colorado win, but I'm not upset that the Sharks won. Do I think the Sharks can beat the Blues based on game one? Absolutely. Cause game one, the Blues the Blues that overtime winner was an absolute beauty. When they, beat, when they beat the Stars, hometown boy scoring. Pat Maroon in, uh, what was that, double? Double overtime. A lot of good double overtime games coming out of the West. I mean, if if the game's going to double overtime, it's it's a good game. Yeah. So, and then here we are. I can't, I'm not going to be upset for whoever wins this series, mostly because neither of these teams have a Stanley Cup. Yeah. So, and so regardless, one, one of these teams... Is has a shot at winning their f- first cup ever. Granted, St. Louis has been waiting about thirty-ish years longer. Yeah, around that, and also St. Louis has had more of a rough time than yeah. they have, especially and this year. With all the times they've been in the playoffs, I was actually watching a a video on YouTube, and it was like this hockey trivia thing, and the question was, uh what team has only missed the playoffs 10 times in their 50-plus year existence, and it's the Blues, which I kind of found surprising, but they they do make the playoffs a lot. They're in they're definitely in it more than they're not. They're in it about, I'd say, 80% of the seasons they play. Yeah, and the Blues have never been a team that screams, I'm going to be a Stanley Cup champion, especially with the season they had this year. Oh, I didn't even think they'd make the playoffs. I thought they'd... I was thinking, like, tank, number one pick. They, they were They were in last place in January. Last in the entire bring league. That up. They bring that up every game. They were last place in January, and here they are in the Western Conference Final. Blasting Gloria every chance that they get. So, I'm finding more and more goal, goal chants that I... Songs and all the wind songs and goal songs and horns and I just don't like them. I don't, I don't think that funny. that song came out in like the early '80s. I don't think it was popular in the early '80s. No, it wasn't. I think it uh, it was not. Um, but sadly, they come in, they play game one, and they looked once again. They got destroyed. They got wrecked. They lost six to three against San Jose in San Jose, and yet again, 
the Blues look flat. It it may just be that game one. Game two is tonight. Game two is tonight at nine o'clock on NBCSN. Maybe they'll look better, but something was something didn't click. There was a lot of bad goals. Bington laid an egg out there. I mean, you're gonna struggle. You'll have those nights. The, every not... everyone has those nights. Every team has those nights. Better for it to happen for the Blues in Game One as opposed to Game Four or Five. It's it's just one game. You gotta look past it, bounce back, and you you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, you outshot the Sharks, but they found the back of the net more, and that's all that matters at the end of the di- at the end of the day. I'm I'm not worried about them. I think they'll be okay. If if they win tonight, they're they're fine. Down to nothing. But they're, you're going back they're, to St. Louis. That's the question. That's the thing. It's the it's this both of these series, this one and the Eastern Conference Final, are very similar. They are. As in, I expected one team to be in each series, but not the other team. Yeah, yeah you I expected the Sharks and the Bruins to be here. I didn't expect the Sharks and the Bruins to be here, but I did not expect the Hurricanes and Blues to make the playoffs. And here they are, proving so, all of us wrong, as they so like to do. Yeah, they like to make our lives a little more difficult than they should be. But this series, once again, I'm not upset for whoever wins this series. Uh, personally, I would like to see... Both of these teams have really feel-good stories. If you're a fan of the of the underdog story, both of these teams you should be rooting for in the playoffs. The Blues, if they can come back and win tonight, they're not out. If, if they lose, maybe a little questioning, but There's, I don't they, think they're out. A loss puts a lot of pressure on them, especially going back home. You don't want to get swept ever, especially at home. So a loss tonight puts a lot of pressure on them, makes things a lot easier for the Sharks. So St. Louis, I wouldn't say it's a must win, but you're going to want to win. Well, yeah, and my uh, one of my friends was telling me earlier, um, get, get, you, you have to take to win a playoff series no matter what. You got to take one on their ice. On the opponent's ice. And I feel like if you do it earlier in the series, it helps you out. And if the Blues can take one tonight, they take it in San Jose, you go back home, you get the, you know, that, you get the nice Enterprise Arena rocking, you should be fine. The Sharks, no, the only thing is, I feel like this is going to come down to who's more tired. Uh, Because both of these teams, they look good. The Sharks... That's two series that went to Game 7, and you've had a lot of overtimes in those. Both of those series, you played a rough team in the Knights that you were just barely squeaked by. and Probably you, shouldn't have. You shouldn't have made it. And then you played another game, se- se- uh, another seven-game series against the Avs, who gave you a run for their money just as well. So, And the Blues, I believe the Blues didn't win in seven in their first series. I'm they trying to remember wa- exactly. They beat the Jets in six. Yeah, they beat the Jets in six, which is nice. You had Bennington stand on his head. You had a Game 7 series against Dallas, which was, once again, another great series. And now you're in the Western Conference Final. It just really depends on who is going to take... Who, who's going to be the first person to take take it on the road? Who's going to win their first... The first person to win this, this series on the road will probably take... The entire Western Conference. And I think that the Sharks are a little bit more tired because of everything they went through and they're they're, they're their older. They're definitely old they're older than than the Blues and their core has played a lot more minutes this postseason. A lot more playoffs too. It wasn't that it wasn't that long ago that this this the San Jose Sharks were in the Stanley Cup final. Exactly. So they're it's starting to catch up to them. They've been this deep quite a few years now. And I wouldn't say it's, it looks like it's catching up to them, but eventually it's going to. If not in this series, definitely in the final if they make it. Especially if, if things hold up and they're playing Boston. Boston's going to run circles around the Sharks. Yeah, which is upsetting. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Swim circles around the Sharks. It was right there. I had to. All right, I'll give you. I'll give you that. that. That was a that was a good pun, good pun from crowd. Good good job. So, 
bottom line, this series, it to me, it's going to be the one team that will actually take it on the road. And little note for all of our fans listening, we will not be having a show on the 20th, so we will see you in two weeks. May 27th. May 27th will be our next show, as we will most likely have a better understanding. If not... The Stanley Cup final will either be underway or just, just about, about underway. Start. So we will see you guys when there is a when Lord Stanley's Cup is up for grabs. You've been listening to Post Post. Enjoy the Western and Eastern Conference Finals. We will see you when the ultimate prize in hockey is on the line. You're listening. You've been listening to Post Post here on the Wave, the sound of LIU.